Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Christian Music Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Wisdom Moon, and today... We are recording a special edition of the podcast because we're live at the Worship Songwriters Retreat 2023, and we have a special guest that is one of the worship leaders, artists, speakers, mentors at the retreat, Nick Day. Come on, man. How you doing, Wisdom? (laughs) Great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, bro. So uh, first of all, Nick, is Day really your last name? It is, bro. Man. My uh, <laughs> my wife's last name is Knight. No way. Nah, it's not. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's not. That would be dope, though. Yeah. That would be God if we met and her name was Knight. But yeah, nice. it is day, though. Yeah. When I first heard your name several years ago, I was like, that's got to be a stage name. Bro, Nick, no, Nick Day. People Nicholas think Day. that about me, too. But. <laughs> wisdom. Okay, I did not know your name was actually Wisdom. For the longest, I was like, oh, this must just be like a cool marketing thing he's doing to put on every, like, Wisdom is a dope name. Man. Come on, man. Did you know that my last name, Moon, uh, we know what it means in English, but in Korean, which I'm Korean, means door. So, Whoa. door to wisdom. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. That's wild. Come on. Did your parents uh, do that on purpose, you think? Uh no. Well, they didn't put no. your last name on purpose. That's <laughs> generational. But my first name's move, from man? Proverbs. So come on, dude. Yeah, oh, let's go. So Nick, you're from Bethany Music. Bethany Music, Baton yep. Rouge, and you you were born and raised there. Born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. So I would love to hear how you got connected to like Bethany Music and the church. Uh, when I was fifteen, I think I was fifteen. I was fourteen or fifteen. Um, the guy who now today is my best friend, we were both best men in each other's weddings. He came to my school, stood on a lunch table and preached the gospel. Oh, wow. And I passed him up for about three weeks because I just thought these people are weird. <laughs> but then they started bringing pizza. And I was a football <laughs> player. So I was like, if y'all bring a pizza, I'll come so I can get a slice. And so I, I really just started listening and you know, just kind of flirted with the idea of like, oh man, maybe I'll go to a youth night, what they're promoting or whatever. And then that year, uh, my dad brought me and my my little brother to an ice cream shop and told us that him and my mom were getting a divorce and it wrecked me totally. And in high school, your friends are there to have a good time and it's fun, it's cool, but you really didn't have anybody to lean on emotionally. Yeah. And so uh, I was the kid who thought I was super hard and I told that guy who came to my school and was preaching the gospel about what had happened. And I'm like crying in his arms in the hallway. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? And so from that day forward, I said, okay, I'm going to just still be the cool guy, but I think I'm going to be a Christian now. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to the youth nights there and he would oh. come and pick me up. He was in Bible college. He was fresh out of high school in Bible college. And so oh. our age difference wasn't super far away. So I could really relate to him. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Dude just kept me with him, and wow. it's just a testimony of being a youth leader. That's like, he was amazing. a youth leader. He caught me out of nowhere, and truthfully, I grew up in religious church. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're a gospel church, and but we never had a relationship with God. It was just a traditional yeah. type, go to church on Sunday type thing. And uh, 
you know, man, I, I, I met Christ in my high school and started going to youth group and got saved, had scholarships to go play football at uh, the colleges I wanted to go to. And I just decided to go to Bible college. Oh, wow. And my whole family thought I was insane. Yeah. They, thought I were, they thought I was dumb, bro. Wow. Like they were like, dude, this is the worst possible thing you can do. Wow. Your education is going to be paid for. Don't be dumb. You'll never make money. You'll never be able to take care of a kid. You'll never be able to take care of a wife for sure. And so you need to not do this ministry thing and go play college wow. football. And I said, no, I think I'm going to do it. And everyone turned on me except for my grandparents. Wow. And so um, for the longest time, I lost connection with my my parents. Uh, and, you know, my dad got remarried and I had to stay with him until I could go to college and Bible school. And, dude, I did it. And Bethany Church, man, they I've been at Bethany since I was 15. Mm. God has used that church to change my life. And so I've been there wow. uh, for about 12 years now. Man, I love that. I'm about so, to sneeze. Go for it. <laughs> oh. I hope that's in the video, bro. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's been great. Man, I love that. And my key takeaway is pizza was like the doorway to your heart. <laughs> pizza works. Bring pizza into your high schools. <laughs> the kids will show up, man. Uh, seriously, I used to be a youth pastor and food just, it's magic. <laughs> you know, like Dude. it opens the door to the gospel. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick story real yeah. funny? We went to, uh, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, there's a school called Baton Rouge High uh, like a higher up nicer school, whatever. We bought tacos one day. Uh, this is when I became a youth leader. And uh, we said, we went in the lunchroom. This is totally the dumb way to do it. But we went in the lunchroom and said, anybody who wants to come here about Jesus, we got free tacos. Uh, I forgot the taco stand that was right by the school that we got it from, but it was really popular. And we bought like 300 tacos. Wow. And we just shouted it in the lunchroom. Everybody threw their food on the ground, ran out of the cafeteria, <laughs> went to the hall and like, 600 people were there like 400 kids gave their life to christ oh and we gosh. were banned from the school because they left their food all over the the principal came through screaming she was like what is going on and we were like jesus and like get off this campus but it was a victory but we've never been back so what but not to do don't don't do it that way give the principal's permission but that's what we did uh, yeah yeah Man, like i think that your story is so powerful because it's a great reminder of just the impact that youth pastors and youth leaders can have. Hmm. And like personally, I've been so impacted by youth leaders in my life. I've also had a couple that were negative influences on my life, you know? Dude, yeah. Uh, but I think it's such a formative age too, when you're a teenager, when, you know, like I think uh, most teenagers go through those kind of situations, whether yeah, it's parents divorcing or, you know, just there's so much that even now, like, Thinking about my kids, what they go through versus what I went through at their age, it's so different, you know, so many yeah, different challenges now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that story because um, yeah. I am a big believer in, like, pouring into youth and, like, even, you know, like, preteens, even within music and worship, mm -hmm. you know, and, like, training them up and mentoring them. So uh, I tell, like, our worship team, basically, like, create a shadow for yourself, so whatever you're doing, you know, keep, like bring people along with you and do it with them. Dude, yeah. I, I have so much respect for people who pour into the next generation because you never know like who's like who you're becoming when you when you do that and pour into people. But you never know like who's becoming you're being a part of. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I was the guy who could have easily been stereotyped 
by a youth leader and be mm. like, oh, he's like all hard. Like he's going to probably curse me out or something. And they, they could have just passed me by because yeah. I had such a wall and such a shell. But like, mm. you know, his name was Anthony Brown. He's my best friend today. But like, bro, he, huh. he jabbed at me and kept coming. And like, yeah. he related to me on so many different levels. And, and I'm glad that because like he was true to his calling, he didn't pass me by, he didn't stereotype me. Yeah. And like, so I, I just have so much respect for people who still think that it's amazing and cool to do youth ministry like yeah man i'll forever be involved in the youth in some type of way yeah that's awesome yeah. so what is your role at bethany music today so i uh oversee the worship of one of our campuses there's a main campus the bethany south campus and there's the baker campus and like four other campuses and so i'm at the baker campus uh cool fact bethany started at that baker campus and so that's where i got saved when oh, i was a, a, a teenager and so now i'm leading the worship from at that campus and uh also uh under bj putnam i get to help uh oversee bethany music mm. and so uh some of the social media content that we release and a part of the writing and recording team for bethany music That's so awesome. it is super cool man yeah so we've uh been working with bethany music you know at christian music marketing for several years now and it's amazing to see um just the growth you know and mm -hmm. a lot of it obviously a lot of it is god but yeah. a lot of it is also hard work and discipline and strategy mm -hmm. and uh, i tell people you know i believe that jesus was the best strategist ever that worked through <laughs> walk phenomenal. Through, you phenomenal. Know? and a lot of times as christians sometimes we uh and christian artists especially we just kind of say well I'm just going to believe that God's going to do something with this song mm -hmm. and there's no strategy and Dude. we just leave it to chance, you know? Uh, so what has your experience been uh, like really thinking through, okay, we're, we have these songs or this album, we're single, um, let's create a strategy versus maybe like before if you've released stuff or whatever uh, without strategy. Dude, I think God just really convicted me, convicted me on the, the self-image of strategy. I think a lot of people, when they think about strategy, it's nerve-wracking because you have to put yourself out there mm -hmm. and you have to like be present with promotion and you have to be present with building connections and stepping out of your comfort zone to do that type of thing. It never really was my thing to like promote and promote and promote because honestly, God really convicted me on it is like, you know, when you promote, you think people are going to think like, oh man, you're just trying to promote your thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I was scared of being that because maybe it was about promoting my thing. When I gave it to God and said, God, I really know that you gave me these songs so that the world could hear them. Mm. It gave me the confidence to say, I'm promoting something that God gave. This is a God, he, he breathed on this. Yeah. And so I want to release it because he wants to release it, mm. not because I want to release it. And so it's not, you know, some people are devastated if they try to promote and come up with a strategy and it, and it doesn't go exactly the way that they thought. And, it was really because it was just something that they had to offer. But like, I'm going to do everything I can to get the gospel out. These music, these songs are the gospel. Like it's part of the great commission. I don't want to be lazy in what God gave me and just say, I'll just post it and I'm not going to look at it again. And I'm not going to reach out to people to help me network, to get this out to the world. I'm just going to leave it right here. Mm. Like I'm going to do everything in my power to get the message God gave me in my spirit out to as many people as possible. Mm. And because it's not about me and it's about God, I have the confidence to do that because it's in his name. 
Does that it make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I, I think that's what fired me up about Bethany music is seeing the collective people come together, write songs about Jesus, and there's no question about who it's about. There's no question about where these songs came from. They came from private intimacy moments with God and seasoned writers. And so like I just knew like this thing has to get out of this has to just get out of Baton Rouge. It has to just get out of our church. And so I'm so blessed to have connections with people like you who've given us so much just wisdom. That's, <laughs> no plug, bro. I'm not, you know, no pun intended, but wisdom on how to market this in the right way. And you've been so intricate and like, you know, I don't know if this is a part of your question, but I'm just so impressed with the way that you've stretched our church's dollar to mm. like the penny. Like every dollar counts and we get to see by the 10%, like 10 cent, how much that does for an ad in one day. And like, dude, that's just helped us be so confident. And like, this money is going to something that really works, man. Mm. And so like, wow. yeah, it's been great. Man, that's awesome. Uh, I love hearing you talk about that because recently I heard somebody in the industry that uh, has a lot of power in bringing exposure to songs and stuff. Um and he said that he's observed that Christian artists are the most lazy artists. Wow. That I'm like, that Dang. should be the opposite. You know, if you think about 100%. like as Christians, you know, like our work ethic should be the strongest. We should work the hardest because like what we have to say and like provide to the world is the most powerful message there is. Dude, you know? 100%. <laughs> So, yeah, when you talk about that, like, I think sometimes we over-spiritualize things as Christian artists, and uh, we just kind of go, well, God gave me this song, and then sometimes we don't even want other people to touch the song because God gave it to us. Just holding it close <laughs> yeah. and just, I, I think it's tough because I think people in general, like, are scared to try. Mm. Because if you try and it doesn't go the exact way that you thought, then sometimes some, you interpersonalize it and say, like, oh, something's wrong with me because it didn't. But there's nothing wrong with a small beginning and starting to grind out, like, grinding to work and making it something beautiful and just putting the work in to get it out. Like mm. it may not happen overnight. Some people, it does happen like very fast, but like some people are just afraid to try, man. And I, I think we just need to try. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. So one thing I, I, uh, to piggyback off of that, that I've, uh, really been excited about watching is like your social media because yeah. you started trying stuff mm -hmm. and then something worked. So can you tell us about what happened with your social media? Dude, I, I it's so funny, bro. <laughs> like, so I, I had a social media page when I was in high school and I had 4,000 followers and I thought I was the coolest dude <laughs> in my high school. I was like, bro, I got 4,000 followers. So if you got a thousand, don't sit at my table. <laughs> and so like God wrecked me when I got into Bible college and he told me to just delete it. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, now I kind of want to write music and like I have a small, a, a good place to start with 4,000 followers. And God told me to, to delete it and I want you to start over. Wow. And so I deleted that Instagram account and went through a season of about four to five years of just being hidden and mm. God teaching me what worship is like off of a stage. I grew up singing choir songs in the gospel choir in my mm. church and like just being the center of attention and God stripped it from me so rapidly and so aggressively wow. that it threw me into a place of identity crisis and who am I if I'm not in front of people? And I had to sit with myself for, mm. for years and learn that. 
And I'm so thankful for mentors like uh, John Torres, uh, Wayne Brown, uh, Pastor Jonathan Stockstill, the pastor of our church, um, and just how strategically he's placed people in my life at the right time. Mm. You know, through those seasons of being hidden, they taught me how to be hidden. And they taught me how the beauties of being in the darkness Mm. when it comes to like, you know, the darkness, what I mean when I said it is like not being in the light, not being on the stage. Mm. They taught me the beauty of that. And like in that season, I learned how to have integrity, how to learn, mm. learn how to have character. And man, I, I think, you know, after that season, uh, coming out of that season was really cool. Um, right as soon as I came out of that season, I met BJ Putnam. Mm. And he's just been like a big brother to me the past four yeah. years, man, and, and just poured into me. And so I was singing and he just kind of recognized that I, I could sing and he just you know, just started mentoring me and pouring mm. into me. And I had started recording stuff and putting it on Instagram. Wasn't getting much traction. A few people were, ma- I'm very sensitive. So mm. like a few people were making jokes about it mm. and like corny jokes. And so I said, oh, I'm not going to do this crap. So I gave up on it. One day BJ was like, bro, you need to record what you're doing and you need to just put it out there. Mm. Like just do it and do it good. Like try, try. Like, yeah. you know, at first I would just do it in like a, a echoey bathroom and like, <laughs> It's got the reverb, whatever. He was like, dude, put production on it and try. And so, like, he might not even remember he told me that, but he just told me that willy-nilly. He was like, bro, just try and, like, just do it. And uh, I did it, and one of the first posts I did it on just kind of blew up. Wow. And from there, I decided, like, you know what? I'm going to try. Because it's it's hard when you put yourself out there and you don't know if it'll take or if it'll grasp. But he was one of the people who taught me is like, dude, who cares if it doesn't? If it touches one person, mm. then the message came across the way God intended it for it to come across. And so I just did it. And I, I think God breathed on it. You know, I went from uh, 500 followers starting a new Instagram page to like a thousand. And then I released a video that went viral and it was like 20,000 and like... <laughs> I was like, oh God, you know, my my goal for the year was to get 10,000. When it hit 20,000, I was like, oh, my goal for the year is to get 50,000. The next month it hit 50,000. I was like, I I have no idea what's going on. So from that moment on, I've just invited people into private intimacy places of my worship Mm. and just decided I'm going to hit record and take snippets and put it on, you know, and make the production great and try to facilitate worship environments around the world. And uh-huh. that was my dream when I gave my life to Christ is I want to make music that facilitates worship environments all around the world. And I thought that that would never be possible until I started recording records. And God showed me like, no, just put out what's on your heart and it can be on anything, mm-hmm. social media, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. And I did that and it really has been just kind of facilitating worship environments. And so I've enjoyed it a lot. Yep. Uh-huh. So just a disclaimer, uh, when you post your first video, that's not typical <laughs> for it to go viral. You right. Know? So <laughs> sometimes it takes months. Um, in Nick's situation, I guess it took one video. I guess so, bro. <laughs> I guess so. Yep. But don't expect that. That's not. It's that not. should be an expectation. Like, like, honestly, I did like four or five at first, mm. and they were kind of getting decent traction. And then, like, once he told me, like, dude, do good production and try. Like, try hard, bro, and just mm. do it. Um, that one just went million views and, and, and from there I was like, maybe I should do it again. And I did. It just (laughs) kept going. (laughs) Maybe. So yeah, it's been really cool though. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So how do you know, uh, cause you've kind of figured out what content is sticking Mm -hmm. with people Mm -hmm. and connecting. How did you figure that out? Um, dude, honestly, I just stopped trying to meet the, the standard of where, 
all my heroes were at the time. Mm. And I said, God, what, what is true to me? What is Nick Day? And what can I offer that's raw and authentic? And um, I knew that the music genre was it. I'm a decent uh, instrumentalist, but I'm not great. Mm. You know, I felt like I'm a, a better vocalist for sure. And so I said, oh, God, I'm just going to I'm just going to go in that lane. And what really tests that is once you do it and it blows up, everything doesn't blow up. Yeah. So like in my situation, people were looking at me like, dude, that's that's like not that doesn't really usually happen. Yeah. And so I did the first one and it went great. And then I did the second one and it was like whoa, that didn't go viral. Like, I'm, I thought it was going to go whatever. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking to myself, do I switch it up? Do I do something different? God said, no. Stay true to who you are. Stay true to what, what I told you to do and just keep going down that path. And so that's what I've done. I, I've just stuck in that lane of raw, authentic worship. And I'm not going to change it. Even, even if tomorrow, and I think it was just a part of God shaping me who I am early on. Mm -hmm. Even if tomorrow the next video I post, it doesn't go crazy viral, whatever. If one person gets to have an authentic worship moment with Christ because of it, mm. the video is a win, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. I was actually talking to an artist yesterday and he was saying that it's really hard for him to post on social media and uh, try to build a fan base on social media because he gets so sucked into it and it's unhealthy for him. And even like, you know, he's had conversations with his wife and like basically saying like, yeah, this is not basically it's kind of like, you know, self-control and um, needing to step back from it. And I was encouraging him to think about social media as like you're contributing and like creating. Yeah. And you're you can look at it as like I'm I'm a creator on this platform versus a consumer and be on the platform with the purpose of creating content, not the purpose of consuming content. So how have you like navigated that? You know, as I mean, the more followers you have, the more messages and comments you get and stuff. So it can literally take up your whole day. So. Dude, I, okay, let's get vulnerable, bro. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the real right now. You need pastors, bro. Mm. Pastor Jonathan, uh, dude, I love that dude so much, bro. Mm. When I, when it started to happen, he would check in on me and like he would just be real with me. He would say, bro, turn off the, like he would ask me, like, dude, how are you doing with this sudden rise in, yeah. in, in notoriety? And uh, I would tell him, and I'd be really honest with him. Mm. There's moments I'm sitting at the table and my wife is like, dude, put it down. Like, mm. stop, you know? Yeah. Or like, we're in a date day and I'm like, <laughs> what, who's, who's, and she's like, if you don't stop touching this phone, leave it, you know? And I don't, it just started to consume me of like, wow, I'm excited because something blew yeah. up. And it's like, you know, um, he, Pastor Jonathan would hit me up. He would say, dude, turn off the notifications, put the phone down, set a, a limited amount of time that you give to it and and let it go, Yeah. you know? And like that way you can always have a, a, a barrier and a border yeah. between this social media thing and like your family and your intimacy with God outside of the public eye. Mm -hmm. And like, he really taught me that as a worship leader, you need to worship more in private than you do on any platform. Mm -hmm. If you start to worship more on the platform than you do in private, then now it turns into 
PDA with God, public displays of affection. Wow. And like, if you only give public displays of affection with your wife, that's not true intimacy. Intimacy is what happens when nobody else is looking. Wow. And so like, he really taught me that in the sense of like, bro, take your phone, put it away. It doesn't matter what the world is saying if your wife isn't happy. You know, it doesn't matter what the world is congratulating you on outside of your home. If you can't come to your wife and look her in the eyes, she says, I'm proud of where we are right now. And so like, that was the biggest like, man, lifesaver for me early on before it is where it is now when it was a little bit lower, he caught me and said, okay, bro, I, I see that this is happening. Let me coach you through it. And so he really did that. And like, I've just been grateful. And so mm. now it's like you back out of it and say, it's nothing that I did that can make this mm. be what it is. You know, it it really was God just decided to breathe on me in this moment and let me be obedient as long as that anointing is there, as long as that favor is there, mm. I'm going to be obedient to it and let him take it wherever he wants to take it. And so, uh, but also I'm going to steward my relationships. I'm going to steward my private intimacy times with him mm. and not let this, con- not only consume me, let it have its segment. And let that be what it what it is. Mm. You know, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, man. I applaud Jonathan for doing mm-hmm. that because I feel like so many pastors are scared of confronting, you know, their worship leader or a, another pastor at the church or any leader, you know, in the church because of what could happen. Like, what if they don't like what I I'm asking? But like, we have such a lack of accountability in the church, dude. Uh, so just the fact that he was able and willing to go to you and like cared that much about you, you know, dude, I, I, as I I could get teary eyed (laughs) when I talk about pastor Jonathan and pastor Wayne and BJ Putnam, like it's just the, the grace of God. Accountability has been one of the best gifts in my life as a minister. I mean, man, like to be able to have somebody to call you on your crap to say, dude, I see that you're doing that. You need to stop. Mm. Like, you don't see that you need to stop, but I know in five years from now, your family's not going to appreciate that. You know? And so, like, to have that level of accountability and people checking in on you, even when you're like, okay, bro, I don't want to hear it. Like, they're still like, no, dude, you need to hear this. You know? That's one of the best gifts. Mm. It keeps you on the right course. And, like, I'm glad that I have them. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's amazing. I mean, I followed actually Jonathan Stockstill's music for a long time. Like he was a part of Deluge back in the day. I had that CD. And, you know, <laughs> uh, Funny, I, I thought he was black before I met him. <laughs> All his gospel stuff, bro. He got that soul. I we played it in our like Kojic church, and I was like, whoa, bro. Like I met him. I was like, dang, it's tall, like dude, it's crazy. That's funny. Uh, so I would say one thing, which is a really practical tip is none of us have a reason to have notifications turned on on social media Mm. unless you're like literally working for the president or like some government agency that you have to like get alerted you know in real time like yeah i i've had my social media apps like notifications turned off for years yeah it's such a distraction you all know. day, bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing, all day. Yeah, like none of us are doing urgent work like that. Where like you can't just have times where you check it once in a while. Yeah, uh, and, and there's apps now too. Like we use as an agency, we use a software that allows us to see you know DMs and comments and stuff through a website or an app versus wow. like on the actual oh wow platform. So 
Yeah. You, you need to tell me what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, it's really important to keep that in check in all of us. And uh, one, like, don't prioritize social media over your family, your marriage, you know, but two, also like having accountability. I think that's so important. Dude, and I think it's just like, you get to decide who the loudest voice is in your yeah. life. Like you get to decide it. Everybody's saying like all the noise and it's so distracting. It's like you decide mm -hmm. what the loudest voice is in your life. And so like yeah. you just got to decide to let it be Jesus and let it be your wife or your husband, you know, and everything else comes after that. That's you know? so good. Yeah. Man. Wow. There's so much more I feel like we could talk about, but um We'll have to do a revisit on Dude, the podcast. Yes. <laughs> with you. Yes. Uh, one last thing I want to have you actually share. You're a part of the like youth and young adults mm -hmm. music ministry. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. You guys have a single. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for years, I was over the 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 youth ministries worship, uh, the the next gen ministries worship. And so stepping into Bethany music is a lot to juggle. So actually, Meshach Muyaka and Unice Muyaka oversee our uh, worship for next gen right now. And uh, I'm, I'm still writing with them and I still get to help oversee. Uh, but um, we got a new single out called You Know Better Than I Do. And it's really just talking about what the title says is like you come to the realization in life at some point that you think you know, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. Like God always has a higher perspective. He's sitting up on the throne. He's looking down. And he can see your entire life in this one little line and you think you know, but you don't. And so it's always that, that saying of, uh, uh, last night the speaker said it, she was like, God, he knows better than I do. And so I had that idea and I said, you know what, I'm gonna just start writing to this song. Like, you know, talking about how I thought I knew, but I don't, mm. you know, and, and God always has a higher perspective. And so that single is coming out on, uh, Oh God, October 20th. It will be out actually by the time you, by the time I get home, this, it's so. out. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> Yes, go check it out. Go listen to it. It's a bop for your youth ministry. It's a bop for your car. And just be encouraged, you know, like. Yeah. What's the artist's better. name? What's the what? Artist's name. My, what's the. Uh, for the youth. Oh, the uh, Bold Youth. Bold Youth. Bold Music. Bold Music. Bold Music. <laughs> All yeah. right. It's awesome. Nick, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Great. Um, we actually didn't talk at all beforehand what we were going to talk about we didn't, so. i didn't know what was about to happen but <laughs> well, i mean i really appreciate your vulnerability because i think that really helps a lot of people because yeah. uh, what we share on this podcast uh really matters because we get comments from so many people saying like uh, i listen to your podcast Dude. and it really impacts me um so many you know artists listen to this and they get this like insight this encouragement and what you share today, I think, is so important to an artist because social media is such a big tool now mm. for artists. Oh, yeah. So knowing how to really steward that well, you know, yeah. is a game changer. Put so. yourself out there. Go for it. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram, at christianmusicmarketing. See you next time.